Welcome everybody to another episode of Chronic But Iconic. Today I've got the wonderful Emma Franklin coming on, which is amazing. She is back. She was here in series one talking about her journey with Lyme, her struggle and her fight. Um, Everybody was touched by her story and it's great to have her back on today because she's been so busy and she's getting into work life again. So I think it's really important to bring her back to talk about how she's pacing herself, being able to build a life again and how she's managing everything because she's taken a lot on. So I hope you find this episode very, very insightful, but also very empowering. And please, if you've got any feedback, that's awesome as well, but please enjoy. Hi Sophie, can you hear me? Yeah, perfect, thank you. Welcome back. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know, like I think I'm, I'm still nervous for this one, I don't know why, because the oh, last one went well. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, thank you so much for coming back on Chronic But Iconic and I know that people will remember that you came on in series one to explain your Lyme journey yeah. and everything that you've sort of gone through over the years the struggle the treatments yeah and it's just great to have you back today to talk about your sort of work life because you've got so much going on now and it's very very exciting (laughs) I know it just kind of happened as well so it's really like exciting kind of how my life is turning around um after so many years of like just just awfulness that finally like you know some good has come in which is really good definitely Mm. so to sort of kick starters, do you want to give us a little brief overview of your Lyme journey again, just so that people are refreshed? Yeah, so I'm, my name's Emma Franklin. Um, I live in Staffordshire, um, which is like the centre of England. Um, I've got Lyme disease. I was yeah. sick for 10 years before I was diagnosed. Um, it was a long, long time. Yeah, and I was really, really, really poorly um, housebound and then bedridden. Um, and... I kind of was really healthy as a child and then I had the HPV vaccine um, yeah. and then I got sick after that, um, like chronic fatigue. Right. And then yeah. I went to Florida and I think that's where I got Lyme, but I'm not really sure because I never got a bullseye rash. Okay. Um, but only like 30% of people get the rash and 70% of us don't. And so we don't know we've got Lyme. Yeah. Um, and then I just had lots of recurrent viral infections like swine flu, glandular fever, mumps, tonsillitis, chest infections, and everything got worse. Yeah. And then I had a car crash, ski accident, and then everything Gosh. got even worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. So by the time I was 23, I was totally bedridden, um, yeah. about to be put on a tube to be fed because I couldn't even like chew like move my mouth I had that little energy yeah. just lay in a dark room for seven months like I just was moved every two like weeks prison, yeah. yeah to be washed and bathed and change my pajamas and then I'd be put back in my bed for another two weeks and did that for seven months so it was it couldn't have got much worse it was the worst that it was just the worst yeah. um but then I found out about Lyme um went and got tested my NHS yeah. test was negative but the NHS test is not very sensitive or reliable as yeah. we know now um my private test with Armin Labs in Germany I got done at Breakspear Medical is where yeah. I've been treated for three years and it came out positive and yeah. from there on out for three years I've been having treatment and I'm still ill I probably sound about 55% recovered from zero yes. percent is like dying 100% is healthy yeah. 
yeah, I'm about definitely. 55. So I can do about a couple of hours of activity a day out of the house, not yes. walking, just yeah. being out, sitting up and things and talking. And then a few hours on the sofa, a few hours in bed kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm a lot better, you, but still not a, great. You had a big, a big, big scare sort of last November time, wasn't yeah. it? You had sepsis. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got a lot better from treatment yeah. for Lyme. And then, <clears throat> and then um, I had sepsis because I had a portacath for my infusions for Lyme. And yeah. it got infected. So I had a huge, huge, huge relapse and kind of kind of my energy levels I was bedridden again for three months and, and it's didn't not go out of the house it's, it's the physical sense as well but it's also the emotional sense oh my gosh yeah like I made so, so much progress and yeah. then literally the sepsis like it was within a week I was yeah. from going like out the house almost every day you know going to cinema going for food having yeah. some kind of a normal life like seeing friends family which I've not been able to do for years yeah. so then all of a sudden I was I couldn't go to the house for three months again like it was just horrific like mentally yeah. but I'm so grateful for Breakspear because I've They're it's taken me life, a year yeah like they were the ones yeah. that found the sepsis as well and it's taken yeah. me a year but I think I'm about the same as before yeah. sepsis yeah yeah. So really lucky. I mean, even though I've had like the really awful time, I still feel yeah. really lucky to have survived both yeah, Lyme and sepsis. Yeah. And I think it's 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 awful to go through these periods of time, but it almost wakes you up thinking, "Oh my gosh, like how precious life is." Yeah, You've like my my mindset has changed so much. Yeah. Like on Friday night, I was at, so it's Sunday now, so two days ago, I was at a plastic free zero waste workshop with some friends and yeah. I'm really into like sustainability and the environment and how it can help us heal. Um, yes. And basically like I was sitting there and I was like, I just wanted to cry. Like I was so happy. Oh, I was yeah. just like, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting up, I'm talking, I'm having conversations, people with like chemicals, there's noise, I'm not like passing out. Yeah. Like I'm not having to leave early, which is what I've had to do for years if I've gone anywhere. Wow, and that's great. I was just like so grateful. Yeah. And like even things like after I had sepsis and then like six months later, I remember going to the supermarket for the first time in like nine months. And like I was by I was like going to the shop and like getting some gluten free food and and I was like quite like so upset like but so happy because I was like Amazing, I feel yeah. so grateful like I'm gaining some independence after being bedridden and cared for physically like that for so long yeah um yeah so I feel really lucky and now like getting back into work is something I really never thought would happen yeah definitely um, so maybe yeah. you could sort of go into a bit more detail about how all this came about because it's all very exciting yeah, yeah so like I have had amazing support from my family financially yeah. for my treatment it's all been private because the NHS don't treat chronic Lyme of course and um I kind of got to the point where I was like when I am well enough to try a bit of work I want to try and become financially independent because yeah. prior to being so unwell I started work when I was 14 and I worked three jobs up until I was 19 was when I had to work oh, and then I was out of work for five years like it's time for me to kind of try and do something to gain control of and um 
I just posted on social media saying, oh, so my skills were, right. I went to uni and studied communication and journalism. So I had skills in social media, marketing, PR, branding and writing. Yeah. Those were my the things that I was best at. Um, and then after, when I was at uni, I started doing that for fashion yeah. companies, but then obviously I had to leave because of my health. Um, so I post on social media. I post a lot anyway about, health and wellness and advocating and raising awareness um so i do a lot on social media and i posted saying like i'm looking for some part-time work preferably for a small business that i can do from home like really just like an hour or two a week to start with to see um and becky my friend she is a nutritionist um she has her own clinic yeah and she works for london clinic of nutrition right and she's called hello healing on social media she messaged me and was like oh my god like i've been looking for someone like she didn't like doing social media but she knows how important it is like for a business she was like you'd be perfect because she had lyme as well and is fully recovered so yeah and we've been friends for a few years we knew each other really well so I was like, yeah, definitely. So basically I started working for her social media blogs, that kind of thing. And then there's a woman in my local town, Stafford, and she I told her what I was doing. She was like, oh, there's a photographer next door and he's looking for someone a few hours a week to help him. Right. And it was all like children photography and dressing up like fairies and elves. It's so sweet. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'd love to do that. Something creative because that's kind of my interest as well um so I started doing that and then this the same woman in my town was like oh you should do a social media workshop teaching small businesses in the town how to do it because a lot of them don't know and I was like no 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 for like six months and then finally I was like okay I gained confidence from working for Becky and David the photographer and I was like you know what and they're seeing results like through my work I can do this so I did Amazing. it and they sold 23 places and I was so uh, happy and the feedback was so great. And then eight people have booked yes, one-to-one good. consultations yeah. now um, to go through their brand. So I kind of do that. Like I either create the content and do it weekly for someone or I offer one-to-one consultations for people who want to do it themselves yes. but they need guidance with like growing the business and social media help and then Becky's friend Trisha um she's a life coach specializing in imposter syndrome she saw yeah. what I was doing for Becky and was like oh like can you help me as well so I'm doing some work for her now yeah, as well so it's all kind of like spiraled in a good way um and it's all through word of mouth yeah. really and people see my own social media um yeah so it's, yeah, it's really how, good like it's going really well i'm, I'm really happy to, sort of um, to have the opportunity live being able to have a social life on top or are you struggling to you know get everything in because obviously we've only got a certain amount of hours in the day as well and we need to rest and pacing's very difficult uh, yeah like it is difficult yeah I mean at first like I think I tried to do too many hours at once and I just kind of crashed and felt worse so I just had to say like look I need to either cut back yes. or stop this for the time being until I'm I'm ready like physically so I was really I mean most people I work with are in right. the wellness sector so they're quite understanding um I prefer working with people like counsellors life coach yes. breaky people you know nutritionists the people in the health industry um, and I'm really honest with them from the start. I mean, I don't think they can really, like, 
I can't hide it because it's yeah. all over social media about my health. But like I am honest with them. Um and I don't push myself, like I'll cancel or rearrange if I feel like yeah. I like can't do it or it's gonna make me feel more right. ill. I only do one thing a day. So for example, after the workshop I had so many people like, no, I wanna see yeah. you in the next two weeks and I was like I only really want to take on like one or two a week I was like no like I can't like you have to wait till five weeks and some people said oh, I can't wait that long so I don't want to do yeah. it so I lost work because of that because of the pacing but um yeah definitely. the health comes first so. and, and it's not like you're um, not doing anything because you, you're being yeah, very sensible then... about it so that's really good yeah yeah I think I've had so many crashes over the last three years and relapses I finally yes. learned more like how to pace myself so it takes a long time it can take of course years of work, like literally years we're so used to being um, sort of fully finally... and expecting so much of ourselves that you know when we do start getting back into it we kind of have this like confidence like yeah I can do this that and the other and that's kind of when we sort of get ahead of ourselves yeah it's weird though because like because I've been sick since yeah. I was 11, I've never been really well. Like, I don't remember before. I don't remember being yeah. a child. Like, you're told you don't remember. So this is all I know. Like, all I know is being ill. But I think for me, it's because I've missed out. Yeah. I've missed out on so much, like, throughout my life. That oh, almost, like, when I was starting to recover, yeah. I was trying to catch up with lost time. That's how it felt. Whereas I don't feel like that now. I feel, like, fulfilled with the way my life is going and I don't feel like I'm rushing to try and make up for time I feel like I'm just content with the way it is um so like I think I'm in a really good place like with the pacing I mean like it's not it's not easy like especially like with friends and family like before I was working I used to spend a lot of time with other people because I'd been so isolated for so long and I'm a really yeah. social person. I love being around people. But now, like, with work, I don't really have much energy to see my friends. So I kind of... It is hard, like, once I've done the work, yeah. kind of, if you know the spoon theory for energy levels, like, once my energy's spent, yeah. it's like a battery, like, it's gone. Like, that's it, then I'm, like, in bed. So it's hard. It's, like, it's been... It's been not as enjoyable because okay. I've not been able to see my friends or family as much. Um, but with my boyfriend, like, it's different because he there's less pressure yeah. to go out and do things. Like, I can just lie down and rest and he'll yeah. be, like, try- working or reading or watching TV. So it's not, like, affected that so much. But I, my seeing my friends and family, that is the sacrifice, yeah. like, I've had to make, like, to get back into work. Um, because I have to work to pay for the treatment, otherwise I'm not going to get you, better. And that is my goal. That's my priority. In sort of a mindset um, way, has it helped you in that sense? Yeah, like at yeah, like at first, it, I'm not going to lie. I started working, right. and then suddenly okay. I was like really depressed. It was really weird, and I think because I was working, and it made yes. me realise how sick I used to be. I I thought what I used to be was kind of normal and then going back to work even if it's like a few hours a week it just made me realize yeah. like gosh like what I'd been through like the trauma and it almost like felt like I didn't know how to function like in society I was like I'm here like people are paying me and I'm yeah. like I don't know what I'm doing yeah. like I've been out of society for years in a bed I felt really like yes. 
it was really overwhelming and like confusing but after a few months like, I've got used to it um, and now I enjoy it yeah. because at first I found it quite stressful um, and now I've started like doing work for more like charities so me and my mom, we this year she's the lady captain of a golf club and she's been raising money for um, yeah. Lyme disease action UK so I've been doing loads of events with her and then next year I'm going to be um, doing some things with the Caldwell charity like fundraising and awareness talks and I'm going um, to a retreat in the Cotswolds with the Pots UK charity to give be a guest speaker so I'm quite excited about that I mean like it's not paid work but it's charity it's not about that yeah. yeah like I really enjoy that part which I was quite surprised about because I don't like I'm comfortable with meeting new people yeah. and with the people I know yeah. but if it's in kind of smaller groups I'm not very comfortable being in large groups of people which is often yeah. the case in charity situations um but I've really enjoyed the speaking part because it seems to be the speaking aspect that has kind of touched people and then got people to donate so I think it's quite a powerful tool um yeah so like I'm going to be doing more of that next year and as well I want to do more like um kind of like press and like media things like I was in the times recent this summer talking about how the test is is inaccurate on the NHS and the need for the better arm and tests available for everyone um and then i was on love what matters an american online platform talking about the story of what happened and coming out soon is going to be a bbc documentary about electrosensitivity which i experienced really badly after sepsis where you're basically things like wi-fi and phones make you feel unwell like i could never have done this podcast a year ago because i was just Mm -hmm. too sensitive like too ill from it so that's coming out on the bbc on iplayer soon um and Breakspeare, where I get treated, I'm going to be on the cover of their news bulletin talking about chronic fatigue and chemical sensitivities. So I feel, like, really happy that even though the jobs I'm doing are not raising awareness, the kind of the, the charity stuff and that kind of media stuff, that yeah, is still, make, like, making a difference, so raising awareness. So I think I'm trying to get the balance between the paid of work course, and then yeah. and that kind of stuff. Do you have any sort of tips for people um, but, thinking yeah. about getting into work or how they can manage the work-life balance? Um, oh, I, it's so hard because everyone is so different. I just think... Uh that everyone yeah pacing basically is the thing that I would say I think for me personally my treatment comes first so my work comes first now um, but yeah. for other things Definitely. it might be more of like a mental mental yeah. like say you have more anxiety and depression and physical than then the kind of whatever it is that makes you feel better right. like seeing friends or family that might be your priority so it's about working out what your priority yeah. is and kind yeah. of on a daily basis, like working towards that um, and then pacing as well. Um, I would say Be- Becky from right. Hello Healing, she's wrote a really good blog about pacing that really explains yeah, it well. Definitely. I think that's the big key yeah. to doing it and not crashing. Um, and I just think when people are trying to look for work and like how many hours they should think about doing it is different for everyone so I would say kind of and work on maybe try yeah. like one or two hours a week first 
um and to be consistent with it to see if you can do it without having a crash before you increase that's what I did so every few weeks I'll increase it by like an hour um and do what you enjoy as well that's really important like I like what I'm doing so even though I'm in pain every day and I feel ill still all the time I still get up out of bed and do it because I enjoy it obviously physically I'm able to now yeah but it would be a lot harder to do a job whilst I feel so ill if I didn't enjoy it um and knowing your skill set as well like I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at so you know someone recently asked me a car company they were like can you come and work for us I was like no like I don't know anything about cars like I'm not yeah. going to sell you any sell any cars for you like it, you know I'm I'm not going to yeah. gain from it you're not going to either so no <laughs> and be honest about your illness with your employers yeah, obviously they don't need to know all the yeah. details but kind of explain no yeah because you don't want to kind of trick them into it and then if you're too sick to do something and have to cancel or yeah. rearrange then it's kind of looks dishonest um Plus, but you want to yeah feel, and, you want and to feel comfortable as well because if you if have you're gone looking in, at so, you know i can do this that and the other and not being fully open with how you're feeling that expectations there from them and yourself so you know yeah yeah exactly I just think being honest is so important and as well like I find personally working from home is good for me because I'm still really struggle with like energy and strength so sitting up and walking being out and about so all almost all of my work is from home so I personally can't work out in public because of that and I'm sensitive to chemicals and electricals and noise and lights it all makes me feel worse um so working from home is great for me but I do do one hour a week in the photography studio it's quiet it's just me and the photographer it's two minutes from my house because I can get out the house because if you're in the house all the time a lot of people it's very very isolating and it can be so damaging to your mental health like long term as well so I think getting out of the house is good when you can but only if you're well enough and you're not pushing yourself it's going to make you worse I agree with that um and I think like looking for work for me it was like asking friends family and posting on social media um and you I know you can use job sites as well and use filters to select working from home um but if you're not feel confident or or ready to go into paid work volunteering is a really good idea because it can kind of show you physically what you can and can't do and what your limits are um and then once you're sure you can do that then you could look for paid work um and I find working for local small businesses better because I don't have to travel if I did need to see them and the smaller businesses so I feel like there's less pressure than working for like a big corporation I just don't think I could handle that pressure or stress right now um yeah so those are really like my tips I would say for people looking back into looking to get back into work those are the things that I I did I mean I'm not that much of an expert I've been out of work for six years and I've only been doing a few months because you know when you've been out of it for so long you think where do I begin everything just seems overwhelming everything seems so scary Oh my yeah. gosh. I was like, what is this world that I've been out of for like five years and now I'm back in it and I don't have a clue yeah, what I'm doing. Probably so it's just like, someone, you know, um, able but to do thing... it and they've, you've taken the first step. So it inspires other people to take the first step as well. 
yeah I just think as well yeah. it's a reminder like just not yeah. to push yourself that's probably my biggest tip because there's no point of making progress to the point where you can work if you're just going to work yeah, and then definitely. go back to how you used to be you know that's what you want to avoid um but it's yes. hard like with my treatment as well trying but to how's that going trying to find a balance because yeah like it's good like I don't do as much as I used to which is good I mean before I used to literally live at Breakspear for two years on be on IVs every single day and as soon as I would go home I would just crash because my body was so weak that I needed IVs every day just to maintain the level I was at like when I look back I just think I could see how ill I was um but now I only go to Breakspear every three months um I see my doctor a nutritionist and psychologist yeah. who helps me he's helped me a lot with all the work getting back into work he kind of pushed me gave yeah. me confidence reassured me that kind of thing um and I do LDI low-dose immunotherapy yes. treatment for food and chemical sensitivities so it's vaccines that you take at home every day to help if yeah. you're sensitive to things and I do that every three months and then I go to Perry yeah. in in the Perry technique it's specifically for people with chronic fatigue like me um it's helped me so much with energy levels yeah um it's really because of that i feel like i've been able to get back into work so i go to manchester to the clinic there once a week and have a treatment um but they have practitioners all around the country so you can bring them and find out if there's a practitioner near you because i really recommend that um and then i do i still take a lot of supplements (laughs) Like, I didn't say before what I took, so I just like to quickly say, um, for viruses, like chronic viral infections, like EBV, I take Gene Eden, Coriolis, um, and for the strep infection, I take common wireweed tincture. Um, For Bartonella, which is a co-infection of Lyme, so when I got Lyme, I I would have caught that infection as well. I take a tincture called a bart and then for babesia another co-infection i take otocinate which is an anti-malarial that breaks beer prescribed me so you have to get that by a doctor um and that's really helped me a lot with kind of heart and lung symptoms um and then for lyme itself i take eleuthero um it's a herb supplement and then i take magmind which is magnesium for brain fog that's really helped me be able to get back into work um and for my gut, I take psyllium husks fiber um, and pituric acid, oh slippery elm powder, and yeah, oxy powder. I feel you on that one. Gut kind of issues. And yeah, I know you do as well. And then for detox, um, yeah. I take glutathione, which really helps, and Corella and zeolite which are binders like binders are my favorite thing ever i just take them in huge doses and they really help kind of get all the crap like out the body um and milk thistle to support my liver with all the detox and l-tryptophan which really helps with my sleep so that's all the supplements i do so i'm really happy because before i was just on such strong pharmaceuticals all the time just to avoid a crash i couldn't my body wasn't strong enough to be without them and now to know only one of those is a pharmaceutical that's really strong, the autosinate, the rest are kind of herbal. Yeah, and of course. Yeah, that, that's, you know, that's just such a big step. It shows how much I've improved. Um, and then at home, I do do a lot of treatment. It takes hours. Yeah, it's really hard course. to kind of balance it 
with um, work. I do oil pulling where you swirl coconut oil to help um, draw toxins out of the mouth and kill any bacteria. And then I have a Zenchi machine, which I go on and it helps kind of drain your lymphatic system. Um, I do Epsom salt baths for detox. I do dry brushing for lymphatic drainage detox. I do enemas because my gut is a mess. (laughs) And I do meditation to help calm my nervous system. And I do breathing exercises because when I had sepsis, my lungs were quite impaired after. Um, And then I also do things like reflexology. I do Reiki and acupuncture yeah. I do infrared saunas yeah. that's helped me a lot with energy I find in a local it has to be infrared though otherwise it doesn't work properly um so I do a lot of treat actually to be fair I don't know what I'm talking about I still do a lot of treatment yeah, but it's also <laughs> I'm like yeah like I don't really do much anymore than, like you said but... heavy stuff which is which is key and which is great yeah yeah like when I first went to Breakspear I just needed that really strong yeah medication literally just to keep me alive whereas now the fact that I don't have infusions and I'm not having crashes well I have I sometimes have small crashes but it's not like I'm bedridden again um that I'm kind of stable and still improving it shows how much stronger I am to be honest it's probably the best I've been in about five years um yeah I mean I still feel like I've got a long way to go like I can't I still use a wheelchair yeah. like I can't walk more than like 10 minutes and I can't go places where there's loads of chemicals or loads of stimulus and I still spend probably like six hours a day like lying down yeah. I mean I'm not well let's put it that way <laughs> um, I'm still in pain yeah. all the time struggle with sleep because I'm in so much pain but I'm a lot better than I used yeah, to be exactly. I'm alive and, and I'm actually really living yeah and like long term I don't really want to do the right. kind of social media and branding long term I was actually enrolled before I had sepsis to go to okay. CNM the College of Naturopathic Medicine they offer a nutritional therapy course and I was supposed to start that but I got sepsis yeah. and then that's obviously the like it never yeah. happened but long term I want to do that yeah. and I want to treat people I want my own clinic and I want yeah, to help oh, people get better. Bad. Like Breakspear have helped me. Um, yeah. Yeah, so this kind of stuff I'm doing at the minute is, yeah. is I feel, just to pay for my treatment, really. It's yeah. not kind of like my life goal, <laughs> in a way. Oh, yeah, but it's good to have goals yeah. as well, to work towards, like, where do you want to be yes. in, again, like, a year or five years? It keeps you focused, it gives you purpose, um, and that is very key when, when it comes to both yeah exactly and like now I kind of tell myself every day I'm like I I know this sounds weird because I'm still ill but I say to myself like I'm not sick I'm just I was sick yeah I'm healing towards being healthy so I'm kind of reiterating into my brain reinforcing every day like you're not sick you're getting better like you're on the way to healthy and and trying to kind of detach my brain from this kind of yeah sick person's like mindset of worrying of always thinking the worst I'm going to relapse I'm going to crash I can't do it like I'm too ill I'm never going to have kids like I'm never going to be able to work well that was always my mindset like constantly um so I think kind of breaking free of that um yeah is really important yeah definitely um yeah and then um (laughs) 
but what I was just going to say. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to say as well, um, like on my Instagram and Facebook, I post, I share a lot of the people that I work course, for, yeah. like their kind of things they do. Um, so people can look on there. Um, it's Emma Blonde <laughs> Voyage or Voyage. I don't know. People say a different name. <laughs> I don't even know how to say my own username. That's on Instagram. And, how can people and then my read name on Facebook is Emma Franklin. Wow. And I'm st- yeah so like I've not really wrote one for ages because kind of to write it yeah, I have to kind of relive the trauma of yeah. what I'm writing about uh, but it's been nearly a year since I had sepsis so I think I'm going to write a post about that because a lot of people that follow me now right. are people with chronic fatigue that got it after sepsis okay. like their body's never really recovered um, so I'm going to do a post about how yeah. I recovered from that um, probably in the next like month so it's www.blondevoyage.org um yeah so i'll put po- i always post about all yeah. the things i'm doing like with work on social media um and then if anyone like wants to message me and ask me questions or help or anything yeah, like that, that like okay. i'm really happy to help anyone but what i've actually realized is that yeah like trauma has such a big part in all of this like the more doctors and health people i speak to all their patients they're seeing have experienced trauma and that can actually manifest itself as like physical as well like obviously they're ill physically but the trauma can make it worse so i find like trying to break free and like get help with that really can make a difference um so i'd really advise people not just to work on the physical side of things but also yes. to work on the emotional aspect um, because yeah, your body holds a like, chronic stress like it holds it and yeah. it's not designed to do that and it can make you sick um like I know when I'm stressed my physical symptoms are so much worse like they flare up um so I think if you're trying to recover to get to a point where you can get back into work yeah the physical yeah. side is obviously essential with places like Breakspear or Becky, the nutritionist from Hello Healing, she tests people and treats them and right. you can see her from Skype, whereas Breakspear you have to go in. Um, and then there's a Perian as well, which I really recommend. But then I would really say the emotional kind of yeah. aspect is equally as important. Um, so working with a life coach or a counsellor or a psychologist, I just would really recommend yeah. and they can really guide you in getting back to work. I don't think I could have done it without the help, yeah. like the kind of help from my psychologist. Um, because Definitely. a lot of us have been out of the world for so long as well. We just think we can't do it. Yeah. Like, and, and unless you try, you don't know. You but might try and you might not be able to, to but you might try and you might be able to. You can't live with regrets. And I think that's a big thing. And I think sometimes fear can sort of overshadow our dreams and our goals. And we think no, I'm not brave enough, no, I'm not well enough. And that mental mindset, we've got to change and we rewire yeah. how we think. Yeah. Yeah, oh, exactly. Definitely. And almost like a lot of us have low self-esteem and like low confidence. So a lot of it is like, we're not good enough. Like why would someone yeah. want to retire us when they could hire someone who's healthy with like experience when we've been out of it for how long? That was a, a big thing for me. I was like, why would someone hire me over someone else? Because I'm sick. Whereas working for Becky and for David and seeing how much my work helped their businesses grow, I was like, wow, like, okay, like, I know this is what I did before and I was good at it before. 
like I can still do it and it kind of gave me the confidence to take on more clients and think yeah "Yeah, like actually I can do this um yeah yeah so I'm really like happy with the way like it's going um but again I would reiterate don't try and get back into it until you're physically ready like if I'd have tried to do this a year ago I just would have relapsed and you kind of you kind of know yeah. when you're like on the edge of being able to try something, even if it's like yeah. me, like an hour or two from home to start with. Follow your gut. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, just be careful and pace yourself. Yeah. No. I don't want to like say to people, go and try it. And then, no, like, of course crash not. No, it's like, inspiring oh, no, for people to hear you today and, and, you know, go through your journey again, but also how you sort of been able to build, yeah, and build a life again. Coming out of it yeah it's crazy like now I'm like I was looking at this job the other day and it was for um like a wellness company but it was based in Sweden and um I was like yeah "Yeah, I can't do that but maybe in like a year or something and my boyfriend was like I never thought we might be going abroad for your work I always thought it would be for mine (laughs) because all my family and friends they've never seen me like this so they've never seen me working like since I was like fifteen, really yeah. sixteen, working, you know, in as a waitress. Surprise. Um and they're all yeah. quite like yeah, like, you know, and I can say it to people, you know, before I was sick, I was really hard working and I really was kind of productive and but they see me in bed a lot and I'm too ill to go out and now I'm like doing it again I was like I told you I wasn't lying (laughs) yeah so they're all really supportive like my friends and my family yeah yeah and they're so understanding like if I can't see them or do things because they know like I have to work to pay for the treatment um and my mom came around the other night and and she was helping me do some treatment at home and she helps me at home with like cooking washing up and cleaning because I still really struggle like using my arms and legs and stuff because of the pain and um, she said, um, she was like, you know, like everyone is facing adversity in life, yeah. but to different degrees. And she said that people either sink or swim. So you can choose to be, choose when you're faced with adversity to kind of do everything in your power yeah. to make it better and get out of it, which I feel like is what I've done for the last three years. Like everything the doctors have told yeah. me, you know, every lifestyle change of I've changed everything and done everything and worked so hard to get better and I really didn't I really thought half the time why am I even bothering because I still was so sick and my life is still so shit but now I'm realizing like okay my hard work of the last three years is actually starting to pay off yeah or you can choose to like sink you know you're faced with adversity and you sink into depression I mean I've suffered depression but it's like what are you going to do to get yourself out of it it's about being proactive like when people's you know sometimes if friends or whoever ring me and say I can't cope like I can't do it like they're sick as well and yeah I say what are you gonna do are you just gonna let this ruin your life or are you gonna do whatever you you need to do to get out of it yeah like it's your choice isn't it no one else's control but we didn't ask for this we didn't want this but we have to deal with what we've got and make the best of it yeah exactly like I my my uncle was saying the other day like you're in agony every day and you get up yeah, even if it's in lying in bed and doing work win. which yeah. is what I do most of the it's time you're still doing something and but I think as well like 
a big thing is yeah. not to put stress or pressure on yourself. So if you can't do something or it's too much for you, yeah, then don't feel guilty yeah. because it's not your fault that your body's sick. So for a long time, I held this guilt and this kind of this like blame like on myself and I was like I can't do this like it's my fault it's my fault like I can't walk I can't go out I can't live I can't you know work I can't do anything and I blamed it on myself but now now I know like it's not my fault I'm sick and it's not my fault my body's this way so if I can't do work today that's not my fault yeah Um, it's not like I've gone out the night before and I've gone on a wild night out do you know what I mean like I'm doing everything I can to get better yeah and and that's all that you can do and that's all yeah yeah exactly like anyone else yeah I've learned they don't really you need to get rid of them (laughs) like just get rid you know how many billions of people are on this planet like there's so many good people out there that will support you and everything like find those people and stick to them like glue and the rest just let go (laughs) like I've had a massive life overhaul like obviously from being ill we all have but it's important to have people around you that support what you're doing as well um and as well like don't be scared to ask for help um so like today I was like felt like I had really bad brain fog this morning I was like to my boyfriend oh "Oh, no please can you help me I don't know what I'm gonna say and my brain's so foggy like oh I'm gonna be rubbish and he was like he had work to do but he was like yeah okay like obviously I'll help you and sat with me with the questions and coming up with things like to say um and and prior before I would have not asked I would have just tried to do everything myself whereas now like I'll ask my mum for help I'll ask my boyfriend for help I'll even ask my friends for help um and I think that is is really important like if I went to the studio the photography studio I'd I'd rang my mum and said I don't know if well enough like to come home like can you come and get me it's only two minutes from my house but yeah just don't push yourself to the point where it's detrimental like ask for help um and be careful, like, not to push your body too far. Like, everyone who knows me from Breakspeed, I've told them get back into work. They're kind of freaking out. They're like, oh, they do all they say to me, pace yourself. Yeah. Don't push yourself too much because they've seen how ill I've been. Um, so it's yeah, just a reminder definitely. as well, like, pace and don't push. Um, yeah, and I also want to say, like, if you have been diagnosed like I was with chronic fatigue, like fibromyalgia, ME yeah. on the NHS, like, there is hope to get better that is a really kind of the key thing of why I post and and talk about things online because for years I was so ill and trapped like at home and in this sick body and without Breakspear like I wouldn't have got yeah. better now I know of people like Becky you know these people can do yeah. all the tests to find out what's yeah. causing your ill health and then treat you like there is help out there and it is possible to improve and I might never work full-time like I know that I might not ever be 100%, but I will just keep trying to get better and do what I need to do. You know, you can kind of have somewhat of a life. And I just think that I want people to know that, like, there can be a light at the end of the tunnel. But, I mean, it is hard work. It's not easy. (laughs) I don't want people to think, like, oh, I've just miraculously got better one day and now I'm working again. Like, it's not like that. Like, I've slogged away for years, like, but to get better. But thank you so, so, yeah. so much for being so, on today. Because just... you've, you've, you've covered so much and given so much advice and tips. And I will add all of your social media handles into the description so that people can come and follow you. They can come and ask questions. Um, 
Thank you. I just hope that, like, I've said yeah, something that course, actually, like, makes sense have, and, and can help someone. As well. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, like, I still feel a bit of an imposter. Like, I'm talking about getting back into work and I've been out of it for, like, how long? Yeah, definitely. But definitely. I guess we all have to start somewhere, don't we? And that's where I am at the minute. And who knows where, like, yeah. any of us will Perfect. be in a year. Like, we could be so much better. So just keep going and keep trying and yes, just don't give up hope definitely. that's just the main thing that I want to kind of get across you know we might never be 100% but I mean we definitely. can get better than we used to be well, and thank that's you what's important so so much you've been a delight yeah. and it's been a no it's, Aww, it's been an honor thank you for back. having thank me again so <laughs> no I hope course, I didn't no, just ramble and actually in make so sense. Many ways. So thank you so much <laughs> And we'll talk again soon. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you, Sophie.